Delaney. And it's Katie, and this is Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. With trap beats playing in the background. Well, news this week. Delaney, why don't you not choose violence for it one time? For wanting to do the news this week, like I do every week. This is my 145th week doing the news, and all of a sudden it's violence. Not you gaslighting me. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. So. I'm sure. I'm sure. Not really. Um, not hmm. sure what the problem is. I'm sure you're not. But I'm sure you don't. Well, um, in news this week, we have an update. Like Katie said last week when we were talking about um, the recently opened position at the Baltimore Symphony, um that she had done some type you had seen something where she had responded to them yeah etc mm-hmm. well i saw that literally immediately after we turned the mics off oh is that what that tweet was about <laughs> yeah because i was like um, what i was like what happened with the bob the bobby um well yeah she spoke to coincidentally not really surprisingly though the um outlet that we talked about later on in that episode with that ignorant man who did that review of randall's album oh i think it was like q but same thing right it's <laughs> literally like classical version of q and it's like where everybody who's on q that listens to classical music also goes over there so um well she spoke to him because no really reputable publication would speak to her or at least not not publish what she said she said a lot like there was a lot going on i'm not really gonna get into it because it was literally like oh she's off her rocker um yeah she compared what was happening to her to the victims of the holocaust oh my god yeah so it's a lot obviously i'm not going to drive any traffic to his um website but someone graciously took screenshots of the article so if you would like to read um her response to this i will link the tweet that has the screenshots of the article but please do not drive up this man's numbers by going to the actual website um the entire article is there if you want to see it but yeah um it was a lot about you know the COVID thing and how they can't tell her what to do because they're not medical experts. And then the next paragraph, she tells everybody what she thinks about COVID and how it doesn't exist and all of this stuff. Like, so, um, yeah, so that's that. There's literally children on ventilators as we speak. Like, literally. Like, actual children. Like, wow. (sighs) So, so that's that. Um, and then I thought I would highlight a couple of things happening, um, you know, just concerts and things that are happening that are programming black people, because that's what you get when you program black composers, you get publicity. So, um, and also because people send us press releases, which I still find hilarious because, but, um, they do. And I figure, you know. We should I should honor that sometimes. So if you are a listener that is in Arkansas, Come on, Arkansas. Um, they will Right, sorry. Arkansas. Because if we it's can't either. have Arkansas in it's then it's console. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't make the rules. But you know who right. does grammar. So Right. So Kinsaw. Arkansas. Kinsaw. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> if you are in um, Arkansas, the Arkansas Symphony Orchestra um, is going to be doing a community concert, a free community concert. Um, and we are going to be hearing TT Flow on there. Um, Florence Price, her, um, they're going to be doing or- an orchestration of her piano concerto. Um, and they are also going to be doing some music by Aretha Franklin. So, um, okay. yeah, I'm going to link, you know, if you're over there, um, I'm going to link, um, you know what this reminds me of? First of all, I'll link the thing so you can figure <laughs> out where to go and stuff like that. But you know what this reminds me of? Because they're also playing some stuff from Dvorak's New World Symphony. So another thing we talked about last week briefly was that woman's very, very long article um, about how basically classical music is under racial attack by black people, mm-hmm. etc. Well, she came out with part two and... I didn't, I didn't read the whole thing, but one thing that, like, oh, my gosh. She was talking about how Florence Price was influenced by Dvorak because she used Negro spirituals in her music. <gasps> <laughs> I was like, are you dumb? Yes. That isn't, <laughs> like, Dvorak made Negro spirituals? You're literally saying, okay. I feel like there's no reason to even take that apart. They're called Negro <laughs> spirituals. Literally, Negro spirituals. The was from the Caucasus Mountains. <laughs> the the people who influenced that are in the name of the spiritual. <laughs> I feel like, first of all, why do you have a part two to your manifesto? Secondly, babe, it's um, it's embarrassing. I was like, you know what? I have to laugh. I have to. It's a requirement. Because There's no one... T- she has in her circle that can tap her on the shoulder. No one. Like, I- I'm actually embarrassed for her. Like, yeah, you know what? You know what? This reminds me of. Uh, it's sometimes it sucks that we that we are podcast and I can't put um, I can't like show y'all stuff because I don't know if you know that meme where it's Lisa Simpson from The Simpsons and she's yeah when it, on the- yeah. <laughs> And Marge tap her on the shoulder, like, sweetie, get up. <laughs> get Step away from the computer. Like, <laughs> I mean, even though this is a podcast, I feel like freedom of speech was a mistake. Like, I understand we are operating with it, but, like, come on. Listen, if I could find that quote, that might be our trifling tidbit. tidbit because <laughs> oh, we need one. It's been literal weeks. <laughs> it's been months, actually. Really? I think so. Dang. I think it's been months. Stuff don't be funny. What's funny about a pandemic? I'm playing. I'm kidding. That's true. Stuff do not be funny. Stuff, I'm trying to think of funny. one for the current the current situation. The current uh, meme that's going around Twitter, the Delta variant one. Oh, that one would be funny. Yeah, I'm trying to think of something for that. Let's see. Um, okay. Um, and then last but not least... Um, the Heartbeat Opera, which is an indie opera company, um, shout out to them for, you know, doing, they do a lot of, of diverse work um, and highlighting black composers, queer composers, a lot of different things that the larger opera companies are not doing. Um, and they are going on tour for their 2021-22 season. Um, and featured on that tour, they're going to be doing um a piece called uh, it's not really eight pieces a series of pieces it's a visual album called breathing free which is um i believe this is going to be happening in new york 
um, on their tour. But um, it's a free outdoor screening um, that features live performances focusing on black empowerment in the arts. So that sounds very cool. They're also going to be do so- doing something called Messy Messiah, which is a drag opera. Which I was like, that's Hold on. <laughs> that's not lit. Um, that's in Brooklyn. Um, these are all, you know, the first, the first one, the live album is in September, so that one's coming up. But this one later on, the Messy Messiah one is is not until December. These are some of their season highlights. And since they're going on tour, I figured, you know, we got people all over the place, so you might be able to catch them. Um, I know they're also going to be, you know, down the line um, later this year and early next year um, in Long Beach, in Arizona, um, in various parts of California. So um, I'm going to link like their entire season so that y'all can see um, what's going on, um, you know, around the country and y'all can keep up with them. Um, and yeah, shout out to them and their, and their season. Purr. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know, um, on that visual album, I forgot to mention it connects, um, some Beethoven work with the work of black composers and lyricists. Um, a couple people they have listed here, are, um, Harriet T. Burley, um, uh, Langston Hughes and Anthony Davis. So that sounds interesting. And yeah. I'm still on the fact that you said this lady said that. <laughs> I simply will never move on from that. Because, girl, what? Oh, we, you know what? Maybe Antoine Dvorak. Maybe oh. that's what we're talking about. Right. Like, he stay over there on MLK Boulevard. Well, that's the case then. That's what you're talking about. <laughs> wow. Have you learned nothing in school ever? That's worms for brains. Because even if you went to a school where they were like, slaves were happy and they volunteered to help, <laughs> they still, that's, I, I feel like that's like low key the context. I learned that slavery was bad because I'm like, you know. So, but still suburbs so you know it was a little rounded we still learned they saying negro spiritualists so it's like i'm very very lost how your entire education you said that out of your mouth also just do you know what words mean <laughs> <laughs> because i you just felt <laughs> oh tink I just saw, and this, yeah, it's a, it's a shame. It's a podcast because I've seen a couple of tweets that would really just put this into perspective visually. Is that <laughs> one, that one, where if someone says something crazy on Twitter, someone will respond with a picture that it says work cited, and then it'll just be a picture of a crack pipe. <laughs> I've never seen that. <laughs> never seen that. Never seen that. <laughs> That's what she doing. I thought you saw talking about the one that said like work Saturday and it's like the group chat or something like that. Oh yeah, there's a couple of them, but that Mm. one is hilarious to me. Not a (laughs) crack pipe. I've never seen that. Never Never in my life. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. You know what? I should go. I should go find. Never mind. (laughs) Let me not. Let me not choose violence uh, today. But yeah, and then there's another one, but that one's a little complicated to explain. So we just go in the news right there. There's yeah. even like kid friendly ones. Like it's not too late to delete th- like delete this. It's the mm-hmm. one with the double homicide one would work well when she turned around. She was like, B mm-hmm. like, That won't work. Every day y'all get up and embarrass yourselves. I mean I pray for y'all deliverance. 
but um <laughs> all right time for the admission so today we're gonna be talking about opera and um i wanted to know delaney we're gonna talk about two composers which two composers one dead one alive that you would have um that you would have what's the word <laughs> what's the word compose <laughs> that you would have compose your um your autobiography it wouldn't be autobiographical because you would what am i even saying your biography your let me read the text. biographical <laughs> let me read the opera. text because i'm just everywhere in english language i'm just i'm just putting them together right now your tyrannosaurus oh yep head scarf octagon <laughs> production um which two composers one dead one alive who you would have composed your biographical opera let's start with the first one one that's dead one that has passed so katie dear um when i read this text message i read it very fast and i thought you said dead or alive mm. not one dead and alive so actually both of mine are alive okay that's fine okay um okay cool so especially because yeah because i have a reason behind this so i feel like i was thinking like maybe i could switch one out or whatever but i feel like i feel strongly about these so i just say one right now mm. okay so my first one is stevie wonder of course um for obvious reasons also just think he's you know a great composer um and a great musical storyteller both with and without words so he could he could potentially do the libretto as well Mm -hmm. um or he could not you know but i think that he's kind of known for i mean like a lot of artists have messages to their work but i do like that some of the techniques that he uses to convey them also he does a lot of music about just black life in general um and i think that he would be able to capture that well and um i also like the the range in his sound i think would like i don't know what i would hear from him i guess like he has like he he doesn't have like a signature sound that it's just like you will hear this if you write something. Mm-hmm. His music is very vast. So um, I think it would be a lot of creativity in terms of instrumentation, in terms of uh, storytelling technique, et cetera, et cetera. And of course, he's just someone that I um, admire and like listening to. So, Per, well, the one, when I thought about this question, I immediately went, immediately went to Moneybag Yo, but um, I decided to... <laughs> Um, and you know what? I love I love Moneybag Yo. I think he's great, and I'm gonna stop there because the last time I got on this mic, I started talking about one of these rappers about how great they were, how much I love them, how they bring innovation, how they are changing the game, how they're underappreciated. I have to get back on this mic and say how embarrassed I was. So I'm gonna keep that to myself. Okay, listen at your discretion. No. What you hear? <laughs> but I can't. But you know what? I cannot remember. I think it was Money Back Yo, but I can't remember. So I'm not gonna speak that on him if it wasn't him. So let's I'm hope gonna, it wasn't. I'm gonna go on the limb and defend him because 
just is he just wants to make money. I mean, I feel like I can safely defend Lil Baby, but I have to listen to more Lil Baby before I can become a stan. And I like just, and, and yeah, you wouldn't be the only one. I mean, Kirk Franklin made a song with him, so yeah, I feel like I just need to learn more. I remember got eight kids, money bag, yo. I believe eight. And he's 29? Bro, you are a victim. <laughs> <laughs> you are a victim. Like, I can imagine. First of all, I was laughing the other day because I was like, oh, you know, like, there was a time in my life where I thought I would have kids right now. And I'm like, it's the way that, like, I decide. I just don't even see that happening because it's, the, and this is like a long time ago, guys. Like, don't be alarmed. Like, this was like when I was like 17, 16, 17. It's the way that sometimes I just go to bed because I don't feel like eating. I, the thought of having someone look at me being like, so, and me being like, so, like, <laughs> just, I need to be stable, okay? I need to, I need to get to a point where I'm not checking my bank account. That's where, I need to get to a point where my car insurance gets deducted from my account and I don't start taking out my calculator. You know what I'm saying? Like, I need to get there first. I, like, how, the amount of nights I just have tea and crackers for dinner because it's now midnight and I forgot to eat is alarming okay so anyway so I have to say um I pick uh <laughs> Louis Armstrong for my for the person that I think who will be dead that will do my thing I just like his voice and he plays trumpet he played trumpet well and he's on my playlist several times I'll be my little jazz bag I think I talk about that sometimes I'd be my little jazz body bag sometimes most times <laughs> Um, and yeah, I feel like, I don't know if he would represent me well, because like, normally I got hood stuff playing or gospel, no in between. So I don't <laughs> think that's like a great representation of my life, but I think I just like his voice and his, his talent. So that's mine for that. Okay. Your other person's alive anyway. So who, <laughs> yeah. who's that? <laughs> so my other person is Terrence Blanchard. Um, if you don't know him, he composed i would say most of the music for spike lee's movies um for several of them um and i think you know and that's just another person that has a lot of experience telling like storytelling um black stories in particular and a lot and it's very well versed in the different genres like katie said that we like that we pioneered so like can can from jazz influences from hip-hop influences from gospel all of that um and yeah and also a range of those stories like over time too so I feel like like he's told a lot of different stories you know like Crooklyn is not the same thing as the Malcolm X movie you know like Mm -hmm. he has a lot of um just you know a range of expertise but he don't really need that because I just be sitting in my room that's really my life so all right. Um, my composer alive. I think okay. On the highest of keys, um, it will be Joy Guidry because I considered them too. Because the music. Okay, some of their stuff is a little scary, but I, I'm a I'm a I am a wimp. Okay, so that's like um, I was kind of embarrassed the other day because I went to this black owned bookstore in Chicago and there's this book that's popular right now called the other black girl because of like the movie adaptation that's coming out i think the book was popular before but there's a movie adaptation let's get about this girl that gets a job at a at a 
company, whatever. She's the only black girl. No, there's the only black girl there, and she's excited that this other black girl got a job. And then all of a sudden, she starts getting, she starts, um, the new black girl starts getting like letters. It's like, quit your job, quit your job now, da da da. And so I was oh my gosh, I'm already looking behind me like somebody's See, in here so with me. Like, <laughs> and Monica's like, Katie, da, 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 da. I'm like, first no. of all, like, it's not like, no, like, no. So the girl in the books, she's talking to me, whatever. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to read this. Monica's like, okay, I'll read it first and I'll let you know. And I was like, mm, even if you let me know, I'm probably still not going to read it because like I jumped at Zootopia and the girl in the, in the books are like paused. Katie, I live alone. So you she, might need to, <laughs> you might, I might need to take my headphones off. No, 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 no. She like, I told her like, girl, like I jumped in Zootopia, like. And she's she paused. If you don't know, Zootopia is a children's movie. She right. Paused. The Lion King, Lion King is scary. Okay. Those hyenas, no, no. And also, like the way I would have a dream about a mob of whatever those water buffalo. Imagine having a dream like that. Like they just come chasing you. No. And she looked at me and she was like, "I'm like I feel like you're judging me." She had a mask on, but I'm like, I feel like you're judging me." She's like, "No, I just need you to elaborate." And Monica's like, "This is so embarrassing." And I'm like, "Everybody, calm down." I am a weenie and I blame my father because I watched Chucky with him when I was eight years old and I've never been the same. Of oh. course, men are destroying things. Oh my gosh. So, um, so some of, some of Joyce, Chucky's not in your apartment. I guarantee, I guarantee. How you know? That's <laughs> the way you started looking around. I, I recently recovered from that. Okay, not recently, but maybe like. 17, I don't 18. understand. I just like I really need somebody to uh, to explain to me like I am five why y'all like scary things. It's being scared is not fun. It's scary. Like <laughs> I just I don't, don't get it. I'm why people willingly go into haunted houses? Why? I, okay. First why do you hate all, yourself? I'm so happy I'm out of the like I I have my own mind in high school whatever I'm not trying to say that but like sometimes you do things because like everybody else is doing it like simple things I like drugs but like I spent a lot of time going on roller coasters I spent a lot of time going bowling I spent a lot of time going to water parks and then I realized like 24 25 I'm like I hate all of these things I'm just gonna stop doing them and it's like you kind of do things because you 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 want to be included and you are with these people in the building for seven hours every day. So it's like if everybody's going to Six Flags, you're just gonna go to Six Flags. I hate roller coasters. I don't like big roller coasters. I don't like small. I barely like rides. Barely. I like there, roller coasters. There is no part about a roller coaster that is fun to me. Almost near I, death. But I'm not the. I'm not. I won't get on anything. And I think the the. I would say like. The amount of things I would get on is getting smaller because I'd be seeing people go viral and See. stuff. I'm not getting on nothing at no carnival or no fair because and those I've things. I've been said be. that. I've been said that, and then you saw that video a couple months, like last month, where that, that went and that was one a couple years ago too. That it was the thing that go around like that, and it was like and, and it came going around and some tripping up for us took oh us to gosh. the moon. And saying? then that one girl, and I almost shaved my head after that girl. Her hair <gasps> got caught in the snatch, her scalp off. Katie, I almost shaved my head off. Um, not my head. My, I almost went bald. I mean, first of all, because it uh, took like a chunk of her skull with it. Uh, <laughs> like, and I told, like, that's why, like, I said, like, I told my, my mom and Monica was in the car, and I was like, I don't get on nothing that comes out of a suitcase. And Monica's <laughs> like, you're so annoying. Da, 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 da. You're annoying. And I'm like, you're a rule of thumb. 
Okay, and literally, I kid you not, like a week or two later, that video went viral of that. You know how every carnival has like either like it looks like a, it looks like a pirate ship or it looks like a dragon. Where Ooh, like, that pirate ship, like, that thing is so fun though. It, but not it, at the carnival, at the regular thing. At, yeah, it do be kind of fun, low key, because like we're not gonna die. We're falling forward, but like centripetal force kind of is it centripetal force? I don't know. Joseph kind of correct me, but the force is like keeping you in that thing. People had to go stand on it to keep it from. You didn't see that? Oh yeah, when they had to push it up. And I'm yeah. like, remember what I said, Monica? Suitcase, okay? Not suitcase. <laughs> like, I just realized, like, yeah. it just feels so liberating. And if like you think I'm a follower, I'm literally not. I'm just saying. That you kind of do stuff with people like obviously when I mean, I've been to haunted houses before they just weren't very scary girl I went to and also this was a long time ago like my school used to do one like when I was like in like elementary school so of course they couldn't do too much because you know kids yeah I went to okay so I live by Northwestern right okay so the frat one of the frat houses is a haunted house like every year so of course my friends are going to the haunted house come to the haunted house I'm like I already know I'm not gonna like it never been to one I already know I'm not gonna like it what happened first of all Scared from the minute we walked in. I mean, who else would have been scared of a bunch of white men? What have we learned? Nothing. Around anyway, alcohol. Anyway, and open cups. So, white men, dark house. I feel like I've seen this storyline before. Okay, so ju- things are jumping out at me. I'm already afraid. Then I trip and fall on the way out. Something grabbed me. I was like, <gasps> yeah, haunted houses. No, never I see, again. I will, there's just no way I'm not leaving the handcuffs because you know. <laughs> I, one year I made the I made the mistake. I want to go to Six Flags for my birthday. Delaney, when is your birthday? Uh uh-uh, uh, yeah. I totally that forgot my birthday is a good what thirteen days before Halloween. Yeah, you took a L. <laughs> you took a L. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I completely forgot when we pulled up. I was like, oh, ain't no freaking way. <laughs> But I and so some guy he came up to me. I was with my mom. It was just me and my mom. And I was this was maybe this might have been like maybe my thirteenth birthday or something. Maybe my thirteenth, fourteenth birthday, I think. And yeah. And but you know what? If you're proactive about it, you'll largely be fine. Like I think like I would just be looking for them and be like, nope, mm-mm, no, please yeah, don't come nowhere near like, like that. Yeah. So like if you spot them for they spot you, like it wasn't miserable. But also, it was obviously, like... Because you have to be on edge, like, the whole time. Yeah, exactly. I was so mad. When I got there, I was like, I cannot believe I forgot about this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she's talking about Fry Fest, y'all. Yeah. And I went on this one ride, and I don't know where me and my aunt were. I think it was, like, in Canada or something. It was a haunted house, but you got in, like, a... Um, it was, like... I don't even know how to describe it. It was like a roller coaster car, but it wasn't like it wasn't. You don't go up or down or nothing. It just kind of takes you along the tracks. It moves fast and the stuff just jumps out and scares you. I'm telling you, I I I put my foot down. I know what Katie's not doing. Like I don't <laughs> care how much fun it is. I don't like water parks because I got stuck in a slide when I was eight. Never been back. Okay, I wasn't stuck, but I had to like. I didn't want to let, first of all, I was already afraid. It was my eighth birthday party. I was already afraid of the water slides. I feel like I've been a weenie. Already afraid. You have to lay down. Luckily, it was like the local water park. So it wasn't Mm -hmm. like no big thing, like Six Flags or whatever. But you have to lay down to go down the water slide. I sat up because I was like, I can't see what's coming. You can't sit up because the water stops pushing you. So I had to like push myself. I, 
Well, they said like that. You said what? She was eight. I said they said like that, but she was eight. So <laughs> like, cause I was afraid. I'm like, like water parks are f- the only thing about the water park is I can't it's just so nasty yeah, like just the concept is just very gross to me I thought of going now when people are only doing half capacity that would make me feel better but no I just no it's gross yeah yeah it's very nasty to me so and after and then uh, all of y'all in the news talking about y'all don't shower and then they probably just go to the water park it's alarming it's just like y'all don't but, shower after y'all get on water rides at the water at the amusement park. Y'all don't shower when until um, you see a film. That's ridiculous. And that lady on Twitter. I'm sorry, y'all. We are way off topic. <laughs> but that lady on Twitter that said her husband hasn't used soap in years. I was like, never like, and she was like, he doesn't stink. She doesn't stink. I'm like, girl, your nose hairs have singed off at this point. Yeah, you can like, no longer smell. That's what your it is. body has evolved. Like <laughs> that is disgusting, and see that's why like the whole like outside clothes on the bed type thing is because like literally, especially like when you see, I feel like this. I really started to develop this like phobia of that like in middle school because in middle school you start moving around and your hormones start going. Like you would literally would come in from the next class, and the booty sweat is on the seat. You gonna put the booty sweat? You gonna put the booty sweat in your bed? You gonna sit in your bed? Like I always been like that. Ever since then, I always like at least take off my pants or my shorts or my leggings yeah. before I sit in my. I don't never mind to you who's a hypochondriac. Like if somebody was making fun of me for that, like you still do that. I'm like absolutely booty sweat. Yeah, outside clothes, all the stuff you've been touching outside. That's what. That's the main reason that and getting up early is the main reason why I take showers at night. Like, uh, like I really like. I really like when I get back in the house I'm like did I sit anywhere before I get in my bed because I have to change because and then it's unwashed booty sweat some men don't wash between their booty cheeks I learned that on TikTok what are we talking about <laughs> okay so anyway I'll do Joy Gidry because <laughs> I feel like they be vibing and I be vibing it's just vibes just vibes over here you know what? Stressing I thought vibes. about doing them too because I was like, you know what? All the chaos that be going on in my brain, I just feel like Joy could really do that. But also, I wouldn't want that in my biographical opera because that ain't nobody's business but mine. So, yeah, I see that. Me and my personalities. Someone <laughs> say there's a TikTok going around of like people we talk. I have conversations like not i don't answer myself but like i have to to process things i have to say it out loud. yeah say it out loud it's better it's like i have to like so so um this guy did a tiktok and he was like normal people at home they sitting in silence i put that on my instagram story <laughs> and he's like and would you believe that that girl said that to me and i was like okay period i'm not alone I, yeah. I feel i feel seen i go to the comments everybody's like oh period thank god i'm not alone i'm like even if i wasn't alone, i'm gonna keep doing it like i have to i i enjoy my own company very much yeah. and this one girl was like yep never a dull moment with me and my personalities <laughs> i was like yo but yeah never a dull moment with katie and katie and Catherine and kate <laughs> and don't forget Quanetta. okay <laughs> We move on. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, I feel like they're begging. Mm. So you're right. They're like, well, actually, technically, we have already moved on. Then we moved yeah. back. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, y'all. So this is a hybrid of a lot of different things um, that are going on. And I'm just amazed that I could at least try to backtrack and piece together how I came up with this portion of the episode. I think I was going... I was trying to like promote some stuff that I had done that was on YouTube and I came across the synopsis that we did of Otello um, a while back, by the way, that's on our YouTube channel, searches. Um, and basically it was just us giving our version of the events um, that happened in the opera Otello. Um, and then I was like, you know, we should do that again somehow. Like, cause we actually turned that into an episode, like a longer version into an episode a while back. Um, yeah, because wow. I think we was just, and we had already done the work and the research. So we was like, um but yeah so i was like yeah we should do that but we don't need to just like retail y'all opera that you already know right so then i started thinking about a while back we did an intermission called but black i don't remember what the context was but it's basically it's something you take something but make it black so like the symphony but black etc but black so i was like okay we should do we should each pick an opera but make it black and the way that we're going to do that is by doing it like a Mad Lib. If you've never done Mad Libs before, because I know we have people, I don't know if they have Mad Libs everywhere, but basically it is a story that um, some words and some portions have been redacted and you fill them in with whatever you want and then to like make a new story. So that's what we're going to do with some operas that y'all may or may not know. I picked an opera, Katie picked an opera, we each redacted some stuff from it. And then now we're going to switch and create two new operas. So it's going to be a little opera story time. It's going to be cute. Per. Period. Okay. So do you want to do, I guess I can, I can do the regular, the regular synopsis of my, of the opera that I chose. And then you can do okay. your fill in the blank and then we switch. Okay. Okay. So to aid Katie in making this opera black, I chose an opera that already has potential to be black, which is the Barber of Seville. Because I was like, oh, Barber, period. Okay. We barbing. So I'm going to give y'all, you know, that's an opera that y'all may or may not know. So I'm going to give you just a quick little synopsis. Yes, it's pared down because we don't just, we, we don't need all of that. Okay. Once upon a time, there lived a doctor named Bartolo and his pupil, Rosina. One day, a group of musicians were playing outside of Bertolo's house. Among them was the Count Almaviva, who had disguised himself as a poor student named Lindoro in an effort to get Rosina to love him for himself, not just his money. He began serenading Rosina within, uh, with his rendition of Echo Redente in Cielo. Sorry, my Italian's not great. Um, but was unsuccessful because of Dr. Bertolo's plans to marry her. However, Rosina shows her interest in Lindora by writing a letter to him. He then seeks the help of the local barber, Figaro. Figaro tells Lindoro to disguise himself as a drunken soldier in order to get inside the house to meet Rosina. Breaking and entering, great. <laughs> At this point, Rosina is determined to marry Lindoro. Dr. Bartolo tells his friend and Rosina's music teacher, Don Basilio, of his suspicions that Count Almavivo, Almaviva, rather, a.k.a. Lindoro, is in town and is in love with Rosina. Basilio suggests that they spread malicious rumors about the Count. Meanwhile, F 
Figaro tells Rosina that Lindoro is his cousin and adds that the young man is deeply in love with her. Rosina is delighted and gives him a note to deliver to Lindoro. The Count, aka Lindoro, arrives in his soldier's disguise, only to discover that Dr. Bertolo is exempt from housing the military. Lindoro slips Rosina a note, which Bertolo sees, but Rosina quickly hides it. The noise from the ensuing confusion attracts the police. They always trying to, anyway. And Lindoro <laughs> avoids arrest only by secretly revealing his identity to an officer. Mm. Count Almaviva, aka Lindoro, enters Bertolo's house again, this time disguised as Don Alonso, a music teacher. He says that Basilio is ill and he sent him to give Rosina's music lesson in his place. He gains Bartolo's trust by producing Rosina's letter to himself and offering to persuade Rosina that the letter has been given to him by a mistress of the Count. Bartolo dozes off during the lesson and the Count and Rosina are able to share their mutual affection. Figaro manages to obtain the keys to the balcony, the escape route that the Count and Rosina plan to use for their elopement that evening. Okay, sneaky link. <laughs> Basilio appears, but is told to go home with Almaviva when Almaviva bribes him. Rosina and the Count continue to arrange their elopement, but Bartolo catches the lovers in a compromising conversation, and the Count and Figaro must make their, their escape. When Don Basilio returns to admit that he, was, that he has never heard of Don Alonso, Bartolo instructs him to fetch a notary to perform his wedding opera to uh, perform his wedding right away. Meanwhile, sorry, y'all, I live on, on a very busy street, uh, apparently. Okay, not apparently. <laughs> Meanwhile, Bartolo uses Almaviva's letter, which he took earlier, to convince Rosina that the Count intended to seduce and betray her. Furious, Rosina reveals the elopement plans and agrees to marry Bartolo, who rushes off to fetch the police. When Figaro and Lindoro arrive, Rosina confronts her lover, who reveals that he is, in fact, the Count. Their rejoicing is cut short when Basilio enters. He has brought the notary that Bartolo requested. Figaro persuades the notary to, to wed Almaviva and Rosina instead, while the Count bribes Basilio into acting as a witness. Bartolo arrives too late and with no choice remaining, he blesses the marriage and everyone wishes the couple love and in eternal fidelity. The end. So that is the regular Barbara of Seville um, as is. And yeah, now we're going to hear Katie's version. Now put me on the spot. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> <clears throat> Once upon a time, there lived a doctor named Bartolo and his pupil, Rosina. One day, a group of musicians were playing outside of Bartolo's house. Among them was Count Almavia, who had disguised himself as a poor student named Lucius. In an effort to get Rosina to love him for himself and not just his... Oh, hold on. Let me be... <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Let me let me let stop, stop. Okay, we already we already know what it's supposed to be, but I'm gonna keep it PG. And not just his 
car. Okay, I remember that the whole time. Okay, no. hold on. Just you gotta remember his name. Okay, okay, okay. Not just his looks. Okay, that's good. Okay. He began serenading Rosina with his rendition of Can You Stand the Rain, but was unsuccessful because of Dr. Bartolo's plans to marry her. However, Rosina shows her interest in Lucius by writing a letter to him. Oh, cute. Okay. He then seeks the help of the local Barbara, Barbara Fernando. No, 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 no. Fitzgerald. Okay. Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald tells Lucius to disguise himself as as a Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Disguise himself. Disguise. Wait, hold on. Because I have ideas, y'all. I'm just trying to, like, not pick the pick them. Okay, disguise himself. Okay, you know the man that be selling, like, the walking nachos? <clears throat> no, that's not a link for that, right? Okay. Wait, I'm on the spot. Okay, 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 okay. Disguise himself. I'm trying to think of like black things. That's not offensive. Not me looking around the room. There's nothing in here. A viola. Um, okay. Disguise himself. I'm something back. black. You said what? I said that's something black. <laughs> I keep up <laughs> Um I'm trying to think of people. I think of people like who be like in my neighborhood. This is not that difficult. This is not. This is not that difficult, Katie. I'm having a hard time. All these people are listening to me, and I'm definitely not cutting this out. So, oh no, <laughs> I, I just assumed that was. The- it's very easy. I just don't want to pick the one that came to mind immediately. Okay, okay, let's go back. Let's go back. But whatever, whatever comes out of my mouth is what it's gonna be. Okay. Fitzgerald tells Lucius to describe to describe to describe to, to disguise himself as little baby in order to get inside the house to meet Rosina. Rosina. At this point, Rosina is determined to marry Leandro. That's not what it says. It says Lindero. That's a it's Lucius. Oh, my, this one's not changed. Okay. Okay. Um, and to marry Lucius. Dr. Patola tells his friend and Rosina's music teacher, Don Basilio, of his suspicious suspicions that Count Almaviva, a.k.a. Lucius, is in town and is in love with Rosina. Basilio suggests that they spread the rumor that the Count was stealing money from the church. Meanwhile, <gasps> Fitzgerald and Rosina... <laughs> tells Rosina that Lucius is his cousin and as the young man and as that the young man is deeply in love with her Rosina Rosina is beside herself and gives him a beside okay beside herself and gives him oh gets okay 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 gives him a crab boil to deliver to Lucius. Okay. <laughs> the Count, <clears throat> aka Lucius, arrives in his um 
he's little baby disguised to discover that Dr. Bartolo won't let him in. Lucius slips Rosanna a oh the crab oil which Lucius which Bart- Bartolo sees but Rosanna quickly hides the noise Why from you the crab ins- oil <laughs> The noise from the ensuing confession attracts the police, and Lucius avoids arrest by secretly revealing his identity to an officer. Count, Count Alamo. <laughs> should just call him Count Alize. That's black. Count Alize enters Bartolo's house again, this time disguised as Lil Baby, a rapper. He says that Basilio is stupid as hell and has sent him right right that makes sense that makes sense wait hold on hold on oh that doesn't make sense okay he says that Basilio is in Tulum and has sent him to give Rosina a twerking lesson in his place he gains Bartolo's truth by pr- trust by producing Rosina's letter to himself and offering to persuade Rosina that the letter has been given to him by the mistress of the count. Bartolo dozes off in the lesson. How, okay, how how you do that? And the count and Rosina are able to share their mutual affection. Fitzgerald manages to obtain the keys to the. Come on to the PJ. That's on what? That's on per. That's on big dad. The escape route. The escape route. The count and Rosina plan to use for their elopement that evening. Okay, the the escape tool, the mode of transportation that they plan on using. Right. Okay. Basilio appears, but is told to go home when Alonzia. What I say? Alamaze. Alamaze. <laughs> bribes him. Okay, that's inappropriate, Katie. Okay, bribes him. Okay, bribes him with an Hermes bag. Rosina and the Count continue to arrange their elopement, but Bartolo catches the lovers. Ooh, redacted, okay. And the Count and Fitzgerald must make their escape. When Don Basilio returns to admit that he has never heard of DeMarcus Bartolo instructs him to fetch a notary to perform his wedding right away. Meanwhile Bartolo uses Alamaze's letter which he took earlier to convince Rosina that the Count intended to go on Facebook live and betray her. Furious Rosina tells the elopement plans and agrees to marry Bartolo who rushes off to fetch the police. When Fitzgerald and Lucius arrive, Rosina confronts her lover, who reveals that he is, in fact, the Count. Their rejoicing is cut short when Basilio enters. He has brought the notary that Bartolo requested. Fitzgerald persuades the notary to wed Alamaze, Alamaze, Abacadabra, and Rosina instead. While the Count bribes Basilio into acting as a witness with the with hmm. 
Okay, so Lil Baby actually shows up this time with him. Bartolo arrives too late with no choice remaining. He blesses the marriage and everyone wishes a couple love and eternal hardship because what is this? <laughs> uh uh. I'm just surprised. This is an opera buffa, so I guess not. But I was like, usually operas be ended in tragedy, so. Yeah, this one's just a mess. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's just a mess. I actually really. I was opera. like, "This is hard." Okay, so I'm doing this opera that I have found, and I was like, "Ooh, um, I don't have it written out or done yet, so I'm just gonna give a gist of it." Well, I'm gonna give. I'm a, okay, it's gonna be a gist. You gonna see? Okay, this is called Bluebird's Castle. It's by um, what's that do with a viola concerto? Bartok. Okay. So basically, Bluebird and Jules is just a lobe, and they return to Bluebird's castle, which also is already a red flag because, like, how are you just going to your man's house after y'all marry? It's giving very much you marrying for his money. Um, before going inside, Bluebird asks Judith if she wants to stay, which I'm your wife, and offers her to leave, but she decides to stay. Judith sees the castle is dark and requests that all the doors be open. Bluebird says no because they're private things not to be explored by others. He also insists that uh, she just loves him and doesn't ask any questions. Judas persists on opening the first door, which is a torture chamber stained with blood. Judith opens the second door. I'm telling you, Bartok was not okay. He was not okay. Um, Judith opens the second door, which is a storehouse of weapons. Judith opens the third door, and it's a storehouse of riches. And she was like, period, let's keep going. Um. Now, blue, blue. His name is not Bluebird. I'm so annoyed. His name is Bluebeard. He's he's either ashy or his blue's actually be, his beard is actually blue. Okay. At this point, now, cause remember, like Bluebird was like, nah, 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 don't open the doors, open the doors, and like she, Judas, like, yeah, 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 for open the doors. So after the third door, Bluebird is like, all right, bet, keep going. That's where it gets sick. Okay. Judas opens the fourth door. It's a secret garden. Behind the fifth door is. Um, a window into Bluebeard's kingdom. The castle is lit now, because remember the castle was dark, right? Okay, the castle is lit now, but everything is stained with blood. Bluebeard, Bluebeard <laughs> tells her to stop, but Judith wants to keep going. Behind the sixth door is a shiny silvery lake of tears. Bluebeard says to Judith to love him and don't ask any questions, babe. Mm-mm. Judith accuses Bluebeard of killing his past wives because she's like what is all this why you got a whole lick of tears who been crying what's all this blood what's good with it right so she's like you done kill all your past wives or whatever and, sh- and like they're she's like their blood stains the castles their tears fill the lake now bluebeard hands her the seventh key judas dummy judas opens the door and bluebeard's three wives dawn midday dusk exit the room wearing crowns and jewelry and bluebeard praises them Judith is horrified and begs him to stop, but it's too late. He adorns Judith with some jewelry. She realizes it's too heavy and her head drops. She follows the other wives back into the room behind the seventh door and it closes behind her. Right? All right. <laughs> um, happy to change this one up. <laughs> I mean, good luck. I don't see how. Maybe. Go ahead. Well, first, I'm going to change his name. I know that's not in the thing, but that's fine. it's just too close to Blueface for me not to do it. 
So, so what, kind of, what kind of name is Bluebird? I've been calling him Bluebird for literally the past couple of weeks. <laughs> it's definitely Bluebeard. So, well, now it's Blueface's castle. Okay. Blueface and Belcalise just eloped Aww, and they returned. Whoa, 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 whoa. What happened to Offset? Okay, not too. Okay, 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 okay. I'm listening. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, Blueface and okay, Belcalise is Cardi B's real name, in case y'all don't know. Uh, Blue Blueface and Belcalise just eloped and they returned to Blueface's castle, which is all dark. Before going inside, Blueface asks Belcalise if she wants to stay and offers for her to leave, but she decides to stay. Belcalise sees the castle is dark and requests that all the doors be opened. Blueface says no because he don't like people in his business like that. Period. He also insists that she just loves him and promises never to go through his phone. Belcalise persists on opening the first door, which is a torture chamber, chamber stained with... What else could a torture chamber be stained? <laughs> stained with mayonnaise. Oh, well, hold on. Belcalise... Opens the well. I mean, they they get tortured in there. They just gotta eat mayonnaise. Right. What's on It's not like a it's torture. Um. Buckley's opens uh, the second door, which is a storehouse of honey. Buckley's <laughs> at this point. Um. At this point, Blueface is telling her to keep going. Buckley's opens the fourth door. And it is a secret. Dang. What is it? Dang. A secret what? What do we like to do? Now I'm like. I mean, it is Cardi P, so. Huh? Oh, but you want to keep it PG. So. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know what we be doing. It is a secret, not socially distanced function. Okay, because that's what y'all be doing. <laughs> Listen, I say I'm a black, and that's what we doing. So, Whoa. um, behind the fifth door is a window into Blueface's kingdom. The castle is lit now, but everything is stained with hypnotic. Okay, wait. Mayonnaise and hypnotic? <laughs> Sound like a function. Blueface tells her to stop, but Belcalise wants to keep going. Um, why is there so much liquid in this story? <laughs> <laughs> I'm running out of <laughs> Um Behind the sixth door, there's a shiny, silvery lake of room temperature Hawaiian punch. So basically, so Hawaiian, Hawaiian punch. punch. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Blueface says to Buckalise to love him and don't ask any questions. Buckalise accuses Blueface of killing his past wives. Um, there are mayonnaise stains on the castle. Um, <laughs> their, <laughs> their Hawaiian punch fills the lake. Blueface hands her the seventh key. Buckley's opens the door and Blueface's three wives, dawn, midday, dusk, 
in, exit the room wearing Jays and Birkins. Okay. That's it. <laughs> yup. That's it. <laughs> what kind of party it is? Blue face praises them. Vocalist is horrified. I'm sure, I'm sure she is. <laughs> <laughs> Band-Aid is Hawaiian punch. What kind of, <laughs> sound like an orgy. What kind of weird orgy is this? Band-Aid is Hawaiian punch, hypnotic, Hennessy. And the girls ain't wearing nothing but Jordans and carrying the Hermes bag. <laughs> um, Vocalist is horrified and begs him to stop. But it's too late. He adorns Buckalise with the same J's and Birkin. She she realizes it's too heavy. And her head droops. I guess so. Uh, She follows the other wives back into the room behind the seventh door. And it closes behind her. The end. Not the end. I don't know what to tell y'all. That was a ride. <laughs> um, I, I guess nobody can really stage this opera. Or you can for 18 and up. I feel like both are, both versions are equally as terrible. So, mm, well, well, the blood scene was kind of a bit much. So, yeah. Because you know how pissed I would be if I just signed a marriage certificate and now now you want to show me your torture fa- your ch- torture chamber full of blood? But also, this like, could have really been something. First time going to your man's house. But at the beginning, it says returned. Has she really never been there before? I don't know. I got the maybe I wrote it wrong. I got the impression that she that was her first time. But oh, I remember it being confusing because it said like returns. I don't know. But and also to offer her to leave, why would you tell your wife so you can go? And why don't you have the lights on? Yeah, it's a lot going on. <laughs> Girl, I don't I ain't trying to blame you, but it's on you. That's why and that and the prompt that you put, which I can't say here, is why I put promise to never go through his phone. Katie basically put as the prompt for something only a man would say. So <laughs> 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 I was like, Well, well, y'all let us know what you thought. You know what you think. Period. Oh, whatever. Moving on. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. It's time for Black Excellence where we hype you up, gas you up, and give you your props. There's room for everyone at the top. This week, I'm talking about Charles Wilson III, also known as Black Book. I was put on to this artist by Amare. So shout out to Amare for sharing or whatever. <laughs> um... Okay, so Black Book is a neoclassical pianist and composer. He found his calling very young at six um, while performing piano in Detroit. Shout out to Detroit. Since then, the Shout out to him for uh, finding your calling at six. Meanwhile, I peaked at six, but. Okay, six is a bit much. I would say people get mad at that. And it's like, it's okay if you peaked early. Yeah, I peaked at six. I think I peaked at like 25. No, I, I, I peaked at like. I think I picked like maybe no like seven yeah because eight just started going down here yeah all right so um I don't want to do this anymore okay so <laughs> since then Black Book has performed with some of the biggest names in music: Rihanna, Justin Timberlake, and John Mayer. 
Um, his new music is moving the trend forward by melding hip hop and classical music and in the process of guiding more instrumentalists into the world of hip hop. Um, I'll also add Duran Duran is here to that list of people he's toured with. Um, Black Book's new album titled Black Book uh, was inspired by the Black Lives Matter movement and the director Peter Farelli's 2018 American biographical comedy drama film. That was a lot, Green Book. Um, growing up in a music field home, Black parents and siblings were engaged in song at the church. Um, his mom nurtured his love for piano, and by the age of eight, he was winning statewide music awards and college-level piano competitions. His peers pursued hip-hop and known rapper names, inspiring his own name, Black Book, spelled B-L-K-B-L-K. Um, the emergence of consciousness and music, Black Book says, moves him to carry the torch for classically trained musicians who can function in the hip hop space so shout out to you black book i listened to their entire album like i like amari shared it and i just turned it on and i just listened to the whole thing like, it's just so good like it's so good and every once in a while i'll be on my piano thing so like um it was just it was just really really good so shout out to you keep being black and excellent uh whatever period um, my piece this week is called For Justice and Peace. It is a piece for violin, bass, and orchestra by Xavier Foley. Um, if you don't know who Xavier Foley is, he won Sphinx, I believe, in 2013. He's a bass player. Um, and also a very active composer. And he premiered this piece, I believe, earlier this year with the Sphinx Virtuosi. So I will link the video of that premiere in the description. Y'all should listen to it. Well, thank y'all for listening to the Classically Black Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Classically Black Podcast. If you have a piece of the week suggestion, a black excellence suggestion, or an intermission suggestion, send it to classicallyblackpodcast at gmail.com. We also have a website, you know what I'm saying? Classicallyblackpodcast.com. Um, <laughs> I mean, y'all should go over there because the Squarespace check clears every month. So, you know, you might as well do a little clicky click so it's worth it. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah. International Society of Black Musicians. Go ahead. I don't understand, like, why you not a part. It's giving anti-black. Okay? Be a part of it or donate. I is Black Musicians on social media. I is Black Musicians.com. Thank you for listening. I feel this, ex- this extra OC. I feel this outro gets more and more chaotic every week. Um, Because, like, I say it every week, and I feel like it never gets better. It's like my Don Juan. All right. And on that note. Bye, y'all. Bye.